Okay, so I woke up to this vision. I'm at Wayne's birthday party. And it's like a kid's birthday party. But it's like really like all of them in one. All his birthday parties probably up to he's like, I don't even know, probably like 16 or something. And I'm at this big mansion. And while I'm there, I'm just like running around chasing at the, you know, people and stuff, I guess. But while I'm there, while I'm there, though, all I know is I'm told it's Wayne's birthday party. Then I see like a crowd of people, they like kind of like crowded up around the front of the, man- the mansion. And then I feel like somebody called me. Like, this is how I feel every single time I run towards, I feel like, my family or something. Like, trying to help them or something. I don't know what it is I'm doing. All I know is, like, I feel like I'm helping them or something. Like, I'm there when they call me or I don't even know. I can't even really all the way control it. It's just, like. I feel like I got to be there for them or something. But all I know is on my way towards running towards them, it's kids running from the left side and they running towards like two different kids, three different kids. And I feel like this feeling of like, you know, it's like cool, it's mellow, it's understanding. And it's like, they kind of, like, got a different view of the situation. They, I rock with them because they believe me. They believe me about a lot of the stuff. They understand a lot of the different things I'm going through. But it's still missing a lot, though. It's missing a lot. But all I know is I'm on my way towards these individuals being loyal. And I wound up. cutting off baby Wayne he was running towards me and I cut him off he was it's like I chose somebody over him or something but like I ain't even mean to do it though I really was running towards my family and what I was being made to feel like was why would he want you to pick him up he don't know you like don't just pick up nobody's child you know and I ain't want to feel weird or nothing. Like, I don't know. I didn't even think he was running towards me. Honestly, I thought he was running towards the people to the right of me. I didn't even think he was running towards me. But all I know is, soon as I cut him off and I ran past him, because I really did try and stop to, like, not run him over because he a baby. But as soon as I ran past him... All I know was, that's when it was like, nope, give me that. Have a good day. And I didn't even know what I gave them. I didn't even know what I was holding. Whatever I was holding, it was something they must have gave me right before the end or something. I don't know. What I do know is it was like, it was a strong power pulling me in the direction I went to. And his power just wasn't 
that strong to like grab my attention enough. It grabbed my attention, but it wasn't. I guess in a way, the way I started thinking about it after it happened was maybe it wasn't about, you know, the power that he had, you know, but more so about like what I'm loyal to. And I was going to choose that power over anything anyways, in a way. I wouldn't say that, but it was just like, maybe in his mind, he was like, I'm not even finna fight for your attention or nothing anyways. And, you know... He was feeling the way he was feeling. But he's cool. And real. And he just himself. And I wouldn't expect him to be nothing but that, honestly. But all I know is, you know, right after I did that, you know, they was like, have a good day. And then I guess I was like getting kicked out or being told to go. And so I was like, what did I do? And they like, you just cut him off. Like, you didn't even give him a chance. Like, you just, you know, ran right past him. You ain't even, like, you just basically, you chose him over him or whatever. And, like, you ain't even care for him or something like that. I don't know. But I was just thinking to myself, like, man, like, I didn't even know, you know. My bad. Because I was just, you know. I was just running towards seemingly my people. And in my mind, it would just been weird for me to like stop everything I'm doing and just like pick up somebody's child. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It must be something they understand and I don't. But all I know is that's when I was walking direction towards like bouncy houses and stuff. I saw my little brother and my and my sister and I was about to link up with them. But then that's when I saw Kodak and I'm like, oh Kodak, you know, what's up? Cause I was you know, I had a few encounters with Kodak. I was feeling like he was kind of cool for real. And that's when I realized, like, the lady who said have a good day, that was Wayne's mom. And she was looking at me like, you know, you really don't realize. You really don't, you know, see this. And I'm just like, I I was just, I didn't know what to say to her because I didn't know how I disrespected her. I didn't know how I was wrong. But I understood, like, that's her child, you know. Then everything had came back to me, like, yeah, wait, mom, I remember, like, her, like, demeanor and her attitude and stuff about her son and stuff. Like, I remember that, like, watching interviews and just seeing him growing up, you know. It's just like that, you know. But then I'm walking towards this direction, towards my family, and I'm I'm just about to walk away with them. And for real, for real, they don't even really want me for real. I've been saying that. They really been, you know, switched up on me. 
And they really don't rock with me like that. So it's like I'm chasing at the people who don't want me. I look stupid. I really look dumb. But I can't help my loyalty. I can't help, you know, that I want to see my family all right. Like, what is you supposed to do when it's the people you grew up with? It's the people you love. You really want to protect them and you want to help them and you want to be there with them. You don't want to have to give up on them. But they just switched up on you and they don't rock with you. I mean, I guess you could just let them go. But for me, I felt that I was fighting for them. But this kind of showing me, like, you know, it feels like it's another reminder. It's not making no difference. Nothing I'm doing is making a difference in how they feel and how they are. They choosing what they choose regardless. But I haven't felt like any other option lately besides choosing myself and God is better. Because I won't say it's better, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Can't anybody switch up on you? But all I know is Kodak, he walks up to me and he's like, you know, oh, no, nah, see, see, no, nah, I ain't, I ain't with that. I ain't with that. And then he like hands me a child and he's like, with a, with a, with a watch on his, on his arm, he hands me a child. Like, here you go. Here you go. Like first he made it seem like he was my boyfriend. Then he was like, here you go your boyfriend. And he just switched up on me. And I was like, um, all right. I mean, I don't know why you handed me somebody random child like that. Like, that's weird. But I see what you're trying to say. Like, you you kind of trying to say, like, you know, that's how you feel about me. You feel like that stuff true about me. And you, you don't rock with me. You switching up on me now because you just feel like the way I just switched up on Wayne or the way I just did Wayne, now you got to do me like that because you rock with them. And I didn't even feel like it was like, I ain't going to say he's super wrong or nothing for that. Like, he on that side. That's his side. You know, that's his people's. They cool and everything. I wouldn't even be opposed to being with them. It's just I just got something against being disloyal. That's what it is for me. But... I ain't understand it because I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, it seemed like y'all understand more than I understand. Or if y'all don't understand more than I understand, then it's like, you know, how was I wrong? How was I wrong? But I guess I was wrong because I felt, you know, his energy. I felt his vibe and he was cool. He was taking my side and he was kind of saying he understand where I'm coming from. But for me, it felt like you don't understand fully, though. You don't fully understand, like, all the way. And so that means that he just don't fully agree with a lot of this stuff. But for me, like, you don't have to fully agree with everything. So that's why I still feel like it wasn't fair because it's like I would have wanted to hear him out or whatever. And he's cool and everything. He kind of been there the whole time, for real, just mellow. Like, I think his whole vibe is, like, mellow. But, like... All I know is after you gave me that child, I was like, I mean, it's, what you want me to do? You want me to take this child to their parent? Like, what you want me to do? You want, want me to babysit this child? Like, what am I supposed to do? So I was like, it ain't my child. Like, this is a kid's party, so I guess they're supposed to be running around playing. And I just like, I don't know. That was weird to me. But he was pretty much dissing me. So I was just like, all right, you know, and I moved forward. And then I went towards my, my sister and my brother. And then, like, we was, like, they were still switching up on me and kind of acting like they didn't want to be around me or rock with me like that for real. But we was hanging out for a second. And then they just straight dissed me. 
and straight kick me to the curb. Like, we don't need you. Like, no, for real, get away from us. Like, no, for real, we don't rock with you. Like, bye. And then I felt that, like, you know, them just straight change up on me or whatever. And then that's when I just walked off. And I was like, they was kind of like, you ain't got no way home with us. You ain't with us and all kinds of stuff. So I just walked off. And I was walk. I walked towards the front of the party. I walked past a whole group of dudes that was like, they seemed like they was like, probably his friends were probably like gang members or something. And they was talking. I think they were saying like, you know, yeah, because such and such, you know, we under like they like the stuff they agree with and different stuff and like how they was switching up on me and how, you know, I ain't, I really ain't give him the time of day in a way and then I just got switched up on so it just came right back around in a way. And I understood that, but it was like, I ain't, I can't necessarily feel too bad about that part because I felt like how can you regret you know feeling like you did you did what was right from what you could see from what you could understand how can you regret feeling like how can you regret that you know I think that yeah they probably play a big part and have a lot of power over me in a way where I'm running towards my family and I'm always choosing them no matter what no matter how wrong they is always trying to fight for them that's clear but it's like at the same time you know it's still just staying true to myself in a way I'm still staying true to myself in a way because I'm loyal you know and I fight hard for the people I love so I'm really just doing that and it just backfired it ain't my fault that you know people around me like this so I wouldn't blame Wayne or his people. They just, you know, seeing it from where they see it from or however they see it. But at the same time, it's like, do I deserve that? That's what I'm trying to understand. Like, do I deserve that? Because it's like, now I'm trying to make sense of it. So I go sit in the front. And when I go sit in the front, I'm just sitting there like, dang, they switched up on me. I got to figure out a way home. I don't, I'm not even with nobody now. Like, I'm just by myself. But I'm like... That ain't even the main issue because I can be by myself. I can have to figure a way out moving forward. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to survive. I'm going to be all right. Like, I know I'm going to be good, you know, no matter what happens. I know that. But it's like I just had to analyze the situation. Like, hold on. But, like, what did? where did I go wrong? What did I do wrong? You know, was I wrong? Am I tripping? Like, what am I not seeing? What's going on? So that's when Wayne came and sat down with me. And he was just like, you know. Yeah. Like, like I kind of, like I, you know, I see. Like, you, I know you know what happened or whatever. I know you see what's happening and stuff. I'm like, yeah, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, no, I ain't got no beef with you. I ain't trying to disrespect you or nothing. I'm just, you know trying to like figure out like what is it what is it that that keep putting me in this position like what do I need to do what do I need to change to stop putting myself in this position is it the obviously it's the people around me but like what am I not figuring out because I know it's the people around me and I'm still not getting rid of them but it's more like you know I thought I was you know 
doing what God was leading me to do. And I keep ending up here. What is that, you know? Is God trying to show me that this is what I need to see? Obviously, because it's happening a million times. Or is God saying, like, it's all part of the process? Because when I think about it, like, I don't want to say this the reason, but maybe fighting for them and showing how loyal I am to them and showing how hard I go for them is what even got me to this point to even be here now. Or it would have happened anyways. But, you know, I just, you know, can't, I don't know. But he came to me, he was like, and I felt like I was, I didn't know that I was like, everything I felt, they already could see that already. Not fully, like they could, but I, I ain't know that for real. So I'm like, so they know that I ain't even mean to do that. That I wasn't intending to switch up on them or nothing. But they, I guess they felt like you got to, you know... I guess they feel like in a way you got to recognize greatness. I feel like that's what it was. If not that, just more like, but you felt that. You felt that he had your back. You felt that he understood, you know, I won't say had your back, but he understood a little bit what you're going through and kind of was agreeing with some of that stuff. And you still went that direction. What made you still go that direction? And it's like, I ain't feel like he truly understood me fully and I ain't feel like we had an, enough in common. Like, I'm wondering if we have enough in common. Like, I don't even feel like he rock with me like that fully, for real. Because I'm like, what we got in common, you know, maybe you saying you had to come out of that. And I'm still in it. So, maybe I'm feeling like, you know, yeah, you right and you real, but it's like, I'm still here trying to figure this out. Maybe I still got to figure this out and I still got to see this through till I get to the point that you got, that you're at now. But what you're saying is you got to this point, you had to realize that for yourself and you see what it's like. You you understand what I'm going through. That's what you're saying. And I'm saying like, I'm here now and I still got to figure it out for myself. I can't let nobody just tell me because so many people try to tell me, but I still had to keep figuring it out. And I know I'm being laughed at. I know people don't, you know, they think I look dumb or whatever. Like, I'm I'm getting played. They feel bad for me probably or just want to help me, you know, figure this out. Help me, like, because I deserve better or whatever. But it's like, I'm still trying to figure this out. I'm still trying to, you know, see it through. But all I know is, you know... He's like, actually, we do got a little bit more in common. I, like, different stuff you be thinking. Like, he like, I I remember around my birthday, I used to see 325 all the time. 325, 325. And I used to be thinking in my head, like, 325. That must mean, like, three of my homies going to kill me before I turn 25 years old. And this is stuff that I be thinking all the time. This is how, like, my mind really worked for real. So he really saying we got a lot more in common than you think. And... Every single time I'm connecting with him or about to, it's always this feeling like, you know, I always get the feeling like, you know, nah, don't rock with him because he don't really understand for real what you're saying. He don't really rock with you like that or, you know, 
that ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna like you gonna get to this point or this part of yourself, this person, this these different aspects of your personality that's not going nowhere, that's not changing, and he not he not gonna understand that. Like he don't understand you fully. And it's not that I was dissing him. I was just saying like you know, I guess I was just feeling like yeah, you can get me to that point, but like. As far as this part of or portion of my personality go, it feel like I'm not even willing to shed that part of me, and it feel like you know I have to shed that part of me to really rock with you. Not I have to, but it's like you know, it feel like you don't rock with that that portion that part, you know, and that's that's part of understanding me. And it's not that I'm dissing them or nothing because we could still always be friends or whatever. It's just you know. I still believe in that right now. I still believe in it. So, you know, then I felt like I still kind of gave him the cold shoulder a little bit. But I still felt like he was saying, like, regardless of whatever is going on, you know, I still understand where you at. I still understand how you're doing things. I do, you know. I might not, you know, agree fully with all of that or even rock with that for real, but I still understand, like, where you at right now. And then I woke up and I was and I was reminded, like, thinking about Wayne's story, all the times I watch his interviews, all the interviews over the years where he would talk about how he was so loyal to the wrong people. And he used to get he used to like things used to just go over his head so many different times and so many different times he would just get he'd be, you know, pushing other opportunities or pushing other people to the side, staying loyal to the wrong people, and he ended up getting played. So he had to learn how to put himself first. He had to learn how to choose himself. And I feel like that's obviously what need what I need to learn, but I haven't learned that yet. I mean, it's amazing how you know all this stuff, and you, uh, you feel like you got the formula your whole life growing up. You feel like you would know what to do in these situations until you enter. So, it feel like I'm learning this stuff all over again, no matter, like, I remember before I said, you know, sometimes I felt like I was the kind of person who didn't have to hear from, I mean, didn't have to, you know, bump my head a million times in order to learn something. I didn't have to learn the hard way. But, like, I could just take God's word for it. Sometimes it felt like I could just take God's word for it. But the issue would be that I still would have to go learn the hard way sometimes. Other times I still have to go learn the hard way. That's just how the the chips fell, even though I almost already knew what would have happened. And I already you know knew how that was going, how this going to end. I still had to go learn the hard way just to make sure because I'm giving things the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah, you know. This seemed obviously like it's going to go that way. But those slim to none chances that you take a chance on certain things and certain people and certain situations and you end up with gold, you end up with, you know, the outcome you wanted, you would never have known if you had just listened to other people's journey or if you just, you know, trusted what other people are doing. But it's always very rare that that happens. Most of the time, you end up getting exactly what you knew was going to happen. It rarely happens another kind of way. 
But in my life, I've had those rare situations really change my life and my view on the world. Like, it reminds you you can do anything. It reminds you that you are, you need to trust yourself. It reminds you to stay true to who you are to the end because you don't know what you might get. A lot of times you might end up falling on your head. A lot of times you might end up dissed, kicked to the side, or treated badly, and just so much pain or and whatever you go through. But those chances, the chance just to take that chance is worth it if it works out because you believed in yourself. If you always was too safe or too careful, you know, you would never get those opportunities because you said, I know how this going to end. I ain't even going that way. You would, though. Honestly, what's so messed up about it is you would actually avoid so much unnecessary trouble and hurt and pain and struggle. But how do the legends really become legends? They follow, they, they stay true to themselves. They follow their own path and they take chances when everybody else is saying, nah, that ain't worth it. Like, look at Wayne's whole dynasty. Look at his whole lifestyle. Like, he's different. He paved the way for a lot of different sounds and music. And he, you know, ended up finding a lot of those different rare gems as well. Like Drake, Nicki Minaj, etc. You know? And he had to take chances to do that. He had to trust different people. Nobody knows how many people he actually didn't, you know, that didn't work out how many times or different things didn't work out for him, how many times he had to fall and it didn't work out for him. Nobody really knows that because it didn't work out. But they know what did work out because we see that and that took him taking that chance. So obviously, you know, I feel like a lot of times it really do come down to sometimes the most important aspect is to stay true to yourself and take that chance. You got to take chance. You got to take risks. So I'm risking everything. For the people I love, I'm risking everything for what I believe in. I'm risking everything to stay true to myself. And it just keeps, it keep landing me in the wrong places. It keep landing me sitting there looking like, well, what did I do or where did I go wrong? You know, what can I do better? What's wrong with me, you know? Am I wrong about this? Because I feel this, I feel this, I believe in this so much. Like, I just know this could work out. I just know that this could be what I think it is on the other end. But the probability that it won't be is so big. I would just have to believe in myself enough and stay true to myself no matter what nobody around me say. And keep going that way. And and be willing to fall however many times in order to get to that outcome. And so I did all that to make it here. And I feel like... You know, but it feel like Wayne is saying to me, see, you still doing it. And I had to learn, you know, not to. I don't want to say not to, but just like, I just, I understand what you're going through in a way. I feel like that's what he was saying. But still, I feel this strong urge, like, stay true to what you believe in. Stay true to what you've been doing. Stay true to yourself. Don't switch up now. Because one thing that that was big about it, the whole the whole biggest part about it, it required me to be disloyal. It required me to be disloyal. And I think that's one of my main rules. And it's not even like a rule, but it's like just who I am. One of the biggest parts about me. Never be disloyal. 
Never be disloyal. Stay down with who you came up with. No matter how disloyal everybody around you get, you never be disloyal because it's going to work out. It's going it's going, you know, work out for you. And if I learn anything from the people's stories who said that they remain loyal to disloyal people, what I learned was that you know, it got you where you are. Regardless of what you had to go through, it got you to where you are. You learned hard lessons, but now you wanted the grace. You know, now you, you know, everybody's looking up to you and now you get to teach people. Now you get to be a leader and being loyal. People come to you, you're loyal. You're not disloyal. It never taught you to be disloyal. So you didn't let the people around you or the environments around you change who you are. And you made it as who you are. And that's really what it's about. That's what I want at the end of the day. I could be disloyal now, but it won't work out for me in the end. You know, anybody that you switch up on for somebody else, going to switch up on you. But that's also what's being demonstrated. Like I switched up on Wayne for them. But I didn't feel like I was because I didn't know if I was necessarily loyal to Wayne, though. You know, he's cool. He's real. I respect a lot of his opinions and a lot of ways he go about and do things. I acknowledge his greatness for real, for real. But, you know, he's not who I came up with necessarily. Doesn't mean that he can't be, you know, real or whoever he is to me. If he anything, a friend, whatever, you know, don't mean that he can't be that. But at the same time, it wasn't what what it is what it is I am to my family, you know, like, and it's kind of messed up in my mind because it kind of gave me insight on the fact like, if these people switching up on you now, and they just disloyal to you now, and they don't rock with you like that now, how you gonna take them with you? How you expect for them to be a part of your, you know, how you expect, how you expect for them to eat with you at your table and win with you? You can't surround yourself with disloyal people. You would never be safe. You would never be okay. And you expect them to fight and do all the work, even though they switching up on you. Now you got to get rid of them. You got to find loyal people. And that's also what he says in his interviews. But it's like, I don't know. Because it also demonstrated another thing that I also am staying true to. It might not be what it looked like. It really might not be what it looked like. For real. It's look, it look, it looked like that. It's screaming that. Honestly, anybody else would be like, what? Come on now, get that through your thick skull. You been shitting on that. It's obvious. But God showed me something different. God showed me that. Know what you know. Know what you know. He showed me that that's not even who they are. They're being influenced. They're being controlled. But also... At the same time, they're being influenced and controlled to do a certain thing. But you could never influence or control me to be disloyal. 
by no means necessary. I don't think that you ever could. I don't think you ever could. I'll probably sit there and think about it, ponder it. I'll be like, man, this feel like the right thing to do. I swear it feel like every other way is going. I'm going to be shedding blood, sweating tears about it. But I'd rather take the hard way. I'd rather go through that to be loyal because that's who I am. I mean, I can't not be who I am. But at the same time, also, it's demonstrating that when you so focused in one direction and you so focused on one thing, you missing out on other opportunities, other people who see it a different way just without all the disloyalty. Like, you could really be good with the right people. Sometimes, no matter how loyal you are to something or some people, you have to do what's best for you. You have to. You just have to. It's not about being fake or switching up in your beliefs. It's about being loyal to the right people. And only by then do you make it to, you know... Heights like Wayne did, heights like Jay-Z, heights like etc. you know, people like that. So I see that too. And I'm not necessarily ruling that out. I just, I guess I just got to be loyal until I can't be loyal no more. And I don't, and I'm scared of that too, because the messed up part about it is I don't know if I'm going to ever stop being able to be loyal be loyal excuse me I don't know if I ever have it in me to be this loyal I'll probably get killed before I ever be this loyal to somebody and that's what's the messed up part about it so it's feel like it's a warning feel like he kind of looking out for me like I see that quality in yourself I recognize it but it's something that you need to fix. It's something that you need to tweak. All that, that's good. That's a great quality to have, but to the right people, you know. But as I said, it felt like they had a hold on me, like a power or a control over me, and it make me feel like, as as simple as that logic is, and as you know, true it it always it seemed like it always turned out to be. If you don't believe in yourself and go for what you know and fight hard for what you believe in, who you love, you would never have known if that was true. You would never have known if it could have been a different way. I don't want to punk out. I don't want to be weak. And that doesn't mean that you punked out or weak. I'm not saying that's what you did. Like, you figured out what, you, what was best for you. And I'm just trying to figure out what's best for me. So, I noticed the fact that they had a hold over me in a way, kind of controlling me because, yeah, it come down to my beliefs and my diff- the different things I believe in. So maybe they're manipulating that, you know, and they're making me believe it's something that it isn't. But at the same time, could they not be doing that to my family? What I feel so strongly about, I feel so strongly about the fact that they're manipulating them into doing a certain thing and controlling them to treating me a certain kind of way. You know, the only difference I feel that I've noticed is that when it comes down to me, it's just a little harder to do that. It's a little harder to do that. Like, maybe I got the formula a little bit more down-packed or 
maybe certain qualities inside of myself I believe in a little bit more strongly. I'm willing to go a little bit more harder about. Because it's like they switch up on me so easily. Like it's so easy for them to switch up on me. But I can't say it's too easy because I still notice little things. Like when they paying attention and kind of considering certain things, sometimes like they they show up in rare occasions. It's very rare. I'm usually suffering and struggling way more than I'm ever getting real support from them. And it seemed dumb, but it's like it's not dumb. It's really not when you really think about it. When you really, you know, get to the root of everything, it's not dumb. Because it's certain people, you know, you would never switch up on. And they switch up on you. But you just can't be so quick to react to everything. I don't know. That's what I'm learning. Don't be so quick to react on to everything. Like, analyze it. Be patient. Fight a little harder. Don't quickly so run away. Don't quickly run away or give up. And I don't feel like he did. That's what so that's what make it difficult. I don't think I would even listen if I felt like somebody gave up quick or switched up quick on somebody. Like the reason why I feel like he can even get through to me is because I feel like it probably took a lot for him to see that for himself. He had to go through a lot to get there. And so obviously that's sound advice. But like I said, something deep inside of me got me feeling like, no, nah, this ain't them. This ain't them. And, you know, remember who they was, even though people change. Remember who they really are to you because this situation might be temporary and somebody's trying to provoke you to make a permanent decision in a temporary situation. You never know if you stay true to them, you hold on to them, and you fight for what you believe in, you end up finding out in the long run different aspects of it, different details, different things that made it what it was, and you would have never been able to see that at the time because not that you was blinded by hurting and pain, you gave it the right amount of, you know, you observed enough, you was patient enough, you did everything you could, but it's just that it take never giving up. Sometimes it take that. And I feel like, honestly, that's a word from God. It even That's a word from God, too. Because look at a lot of these marriages today. People get divorced. People, you're never supposed to divorce your spouse. They're supposed to die first before you ever give up on your spouse. That's why your vows say, till death do us part. And so many people getting divorced as if that's a godly thing. God don't ever... You know, he don't ever agree with divorce. So I don't believe in divorce. I don't believe in it. And I'm a loyal, very, very loyal person. So I will want for who I choose to be just as loyal as I am. But it takes being loyal to get loyal. If I become disloyal, won't I end up with somebody disloyal? I'm going to attract what I am. But that's not necessarily always true. Like I said, this is why you got to stay true to yourself. You got to feel things out for your journey. Because it might not always be true. 
you might have got quick sooner got to what you were supposed to be doing or where you were supposed to be at if you had just let go of certain people. But imagine in a world today if people stood stood strong in their beliefs, you know, fought hard for their marriages, never gave up on love despite however many issues you had, you just fought for and fought through whatever disloyal or fought things that was going on, how many people would never be getting divorced, how happy God would be to see that. I think about this stuff all the time because when I really think about divorce, I think that that's one of the main things that I ask God for. If I ever get married, please don't never let me get divorced. Let this person be so perfectly made for me that we never, ever see divorce. No matter what, through thick and thin, we stick together to the end. You know, I don't even want them to die and I become a widow. I don't want me to die and they become, you know, a widow or a widower or whatever. Like, and maybe this is, maybe this is the challenge that God is, you know, placing before me. In order for you to have that, in order for you to have that strong bond, that strong grip on something that it'll never, you will never get divorced and y'all, y'all stick through thick and thin through everything. Then you got to learn how to stand up for love. You got to learn how to stick through thick and thin for love, no matter what it look like. You got to learn that now. Because if you think you're going to learn it when you get there, that's going to happen. So... The big question is, okay, so if that's the if that's the lesson, that means never give up. But what if, because God works in mysterious ways, he still requires you to give up on certain people in order to have that? That's what's really, like, blowing my mind. You know, because you might still have to learn that lesson. But that would be, I feel like, something God would do. I could see that. You know, I, must, I can't say what something God would do. God would do... Whatever he would do. God is God. But it's like. I can see that. He's like. You did everything you were supposed to do. You fought as hard as you could. This is just the way I intended it to go. But now here. Here's somebody who just like you. Here's somebody who you can take everything. and Every lesson you learn as strong as you became. In that fight. Fighting for people who would never fight for you. Or would never show you the same amount of reciprocal. Who would never reciprocate that energy. Here's somebody who would. For the rest of your life. You fought hard. You did your time. And you paid your dues in order to have this. And now you good for life. And that's what it feel like I'm being shown in this vision, but I still don't necessarily know. Because, yes, maybe I'm being tested. I feel like more than anything, it's a test. But still, it's still like, it's still, it's still a few things that just, you know, I still have yet to figure out. But that's why I got to stay true to this that's why I still got to see this through because I still got a few things a few questions I need to figure out I can't give up now on it now that would defeat the purpose of everything I went through to get to this point I give up on it now it's like well then you should have been gave up if you was gonna give up and not get the answers then you you ain't had the answers before what you go through all this for 
I mean, you could say, well, I learned my lesson over time. And I, I was depleted. I couldn't do it no more. And that'll still be a valid answer. But still, you know, see it through. You can see it through. And I feel like that's what God want me to do. He want me to see it through. And that's by then, I think that's when I get exactly what I asked him for. Because by then, I'll, I won't say you have to go through all this stuff and be switched up on and played and did wrong a million different times in order for you to deserve something like that. Because that's I feel like that's the wrong narrative to push. I don't feel like anybody should ever have to go through a million different heartbreaks and struggles and strikes with somebody in order to deserve to be treated right. You deserve that from off. You deserve that off the bat. You deserve that from the jump. You deserve somebody to be loyal to you. You deserve somebody to treat you right. You deserve somebody to be everything for you. But if God want to make you strong and make you the type of individual that never breaks and never gives up on somebody that sees something through with someone because that's what you want. You want somebody to see something through like that with you. Then maybe he takes you through that that journey. He takes you through that path so that you learn how to be that strong because you, you get to that point where you get with that person that's made for you in God that y'all meant to be together. It seems like y'all ain't going to never separate and you expect everything to be good and perfect all the time. This is real life. Y'all going to have issues. Y'all going to have problems. Not that I'm wishing that. What if you never have an issue and never have a problem? You still got to be strong enough to stick it through with somebody. Because just because y'all don't have no problems don't mean it's not problems in the world. So, I feel like this is just preparation. I've been saying this is preparation. You know, I see that on so many different levels. But that don't mean that somebody else's journey or what they learn, you can't learn from. You don't always have to learn learn things the hard way. That's something God has also taught me too. If you would just listen to me the first time, if you would just be obedient to me, if you would just do what I say, if you would just be guided by me and go the way I tell you to go, you wouldn't even have to fall on your head so many times. You wouldn't even have to learn the hard way all those many different times. You wouldn't even have to go through half the stuff you go through. You don't always have to learn the hard way. A lot of times we learn the hard way because we hard-headed. I don't want to be hard-headed. I want to be obedient to God. But in order to be obedient to God, after as hard-headed as I've been all the way up until this point, I got to learn how to see it through, focus, stay true to what I know, and be allow him to guide me no matter what it looked like or seemed like. Because he's saying this. If that's God, he's saying this. He's saying don't give up. He's saying stay true to this. He's saying, you know, they not what it's not what it looked like. It's not what it seemed to be. You know, keep fighting, push through, get there. That's what God is saying. But that don't mean that he's not. You know, that don't mean that it can't change in the in the long run where he's he wants you to push through and fight hard and get there to that point. But that don't automatically mean you just going to get it. That don't automatically mean you just going to have it. So it sounds like I'm contradicting or messing everything up, but I just want to be clear 
on a lot of the different messages he told me where my mind at. Why well, I still got to figure it out? Because if I had it all figured out, then I wouldn't have no questions. I still have questions. I still got to figure it out. But pretty much what he's saying, it felt no. Another thing that he showed me is that, you know, younger, when I was younger, one of the most tragic things I felt like ever was going to happen in my life at the time happened. And I ain't think things going to never be the same again. I ain't think things going to ever be good ever again. They couldn't be. It was like the end of the world to me, but not really the end of the world because I still I live in this world with this tragedy. And God said to me, you know, I did that. I let that happen to you because I wanted you to calm down and come to me. You was being hard-headed. You wasn't listening. I tr- I gave you warning after warning after warning after warning after warning. You wasn't listening. I let this happen to you so you can finally see clearly. And this is the whole saying, bro, break. sometimes you got to break your heart, got to be broken in order to fix your vision. And so I wanted to be so mad at God. I thought that after that happened to me, I never talked to God again. How could God let this happen to me? But God was saying, it could be worse. I let it happen this way so that it wouldn't be worse. So that it wouldn't end up in a worse situation. And what I'm saying to you now is, this is me. I did this. And now, right now, you got a decision right now after everything to give up on me and become a one of the worst individuals and just start taking it out on the world and be one of those wicked people and go that direction. You can choose to do that right now or you can choose to learn this hard lesson. Get through it with me and I got you. I love you. I'm here for you. I'm not taking it back. I'm not changing it. This is something you got to sit with. You got to live with because of your decisions. But I'm still here for you and I love you. So what are you going to do? And in that moment, that was courtesy from God, I could tell. Because he could have just not said nothing to me. He could have just let me have to deal with that emotion and figure that out without the pep talk. Without the, you know, without laying it out like that for me. That's love. That's really love. Because he's like, it's it's so hard for you to see this right now. And why should I care? Because I told you a million times not to do that. For real, for real, you don't even deserve sympathy right now. I shouldn't have to sympathize with you when you should have been obedient. You should have been listening. You just hard-headed. You needed this. I don't, like God is saying to me, I do not, I know what I did was right. And I meant that. I would not take it back. God is perfect. Every decision that he make, it's the right decision to make. He knows what he's doing. He can never make a mistake. So he's saying, I ain't make no mistake. If you feel like it's a mistake, however you feel about it, what you need to know is that I meant that it needed to happen. And this is was this is your destiny. You gotta live with that because you were not being you were not listening. You were headed down the wrong route, and it was the only way for me to save your life. And I said, you know, I obviously I I obviously recognized God's greatness in that moment. Like, thank you, God, actually, because I can I can I can even feel right now how Satan want me so bad. Satan want me so bad. 
he's right there ready like, oh, after this, I know, I know I got you for life. We gonna have some fun. And God is like, no, no, you're not getting her. And he kept me. He kept me through it. And I sat there so upset, so mad. And it felt like right now, this like the straw that broke the camel's back. This is too easy right now for me to just be the worst individual I could ever be for the rest of my life and never feel wrong about it. Never feel like I was wrong. Never feel like, you know, I had to justify it in any way. But I'm not going to do that because that's not who I am. I don't want to inflict this pain on other people. I don't want nobody to hurt like this. I don't want to be, you know, a bad person. I don't want to be a bad person no matter what happened to me. I still don't want to go out here and intentionally hurt other people because of what happened to me. I don't want to choose that direction. I don't want that. And only after I made the decision to stick with God and be and, and go through whatever still to remain true to myself, remain true to him and operate in love instead of hatred, did God say, okay, so now I'm giving you this. But it was, it had to be, I had to be clear and I had to already had took that step in the right direction. If I had going the other way, I would have never known he had that for me, waiting for me when I made the right decision. I had to make the right decision first. I had to stay true to who I was. I had to be real. I had to be real. But he also said to me, and this is never going to leave my heart. He also said to me, but what you do need to understand, though, just because I gave you that this time for making the right decision doesn't mean you're always going to get something for making the right decision. Don't get used to a reward because you did what you were supposed to do. You're supposed to do what you're supposed to do and remain true to yourself. I'm doing this now, but I want it to be clear. You do not have me wrapped around your finger. You do not have this, you know, it's not sweet like that. I don't want you out here doing good things and becoming a good person and making the right decisions because you expected something in return. I want you to do that because of who you are. I want you to do that because you're remaining true to yourself. I want you to do that because you want to do it. Like, whether or not you're about to get something. He made that very clear. He specified that. And I was like, God, how can you talk to me like this after what just happened to me? You know, the least you could do is give me something like this. After everything I feel like just got taken away from me. He's like, that's the point. You're not supposed to assume that I owe you anything because what you need to understand is that I didn't make a mistake I know what I'm doing he's God he's perfect he knows what he's doing there was no mistakes made so clearly that means what do I owe you a gift for doing what I'm supposed to do but as I was saying God is saying, I don't owe you anything for being God. I don't owe you anything for protecting you. I don't owe you anything for doing what's best for you at all times, never thinking about me, always thinking about you. I don't owe you anything for doing what's necessary in order to save your life. I don't owe you anything for the struggles or the stripes you and the pain that you've gone through in this world. God doesn't owe you anything. 
That's one of the biggest, I think, lies Satan wants you to believe. He wants you to believe God owes you something. God don't owe you nothing. You owe God everything. God owes you nothing. And yet still here's God blessing you, protecting you, guiding you, helping you, strengthening you, showing you the way, showing you the path, getting you through, helping you figure things out, you know, showing mercy and grace and loving you no matter what it is that you do or who you decide to be. That's God. But we get in our minds like, God should never let this happen. How could you, God? How could you, you know, let this happen to me? How could you do this to me? How could you? I thought you said you love me. I thought you said you protect me. I thought you said that with you I am safe and you let this happen to me. You must not be God then. Like, how selfish is that? I wouldn't say that's even selfish. It's not always selfish. You could be, you know, feeling that way in the most selfless manner. But it is a sense of entitlement in a way. And a lot of people say, no, it's not entitlement. You're not entitled. You're not necessarily entitled. It's a sense of entitlement. Because you feel entitled to certain things to go as how you feel that they should go. You feel entitled to your plans for things. When you're supposed to be submitting to God's will and trusting him no matter which direction he takes you in. No matter what he does for you, to you, through you. You're supposed to trust him. So, you know, a lot of times the logic here, here on earth, it makes so much sense. If everybody's treating you like trash and everybody's switching up on you, everybody's forgetting about you, then forget about them. Start living for you. You know, if this way don't work, do it that way. If you don't want this, get what you want. And I think the biggest lesson God is teaching me lately is you don't always get what you want. You don't always need to have everything you want, but have everything that you need and know what's most important. God above everything at all times. And after that, fight for what's most important in your life. Love always. Always love. Do not give up on these different things, no matter how much you have to go through with something or somebody, because it's, you know, hard right now. Because what if God gave up on you when you was making it hard for him to still believe in you? He never gives up on us. Do you know what that takes? Do you know what that takes to have a God in heaven? Who looks down on everything and all that we do. Nothing is hidden to him. He sees everything and the intentions in our heart. And still not give up on us. When God showed me where he was at with us. His patience just running and has run so thin. He's become so angry. We anger him. With the way that we act, treat each other and behave. On this planet. And he loves us so much that he sits through all of it 
in hopes that we will be better and do better as a people. In hopes that things can change. In hopes that we can start loving each other more. In hopes that we will start to submit to him. Acknowledge him as God at all times. Submit to his will and allow him to guide us into the path that we need to be in, all of us. Live in love. It takes to know God to know that, though. Because when you forget who God is, when you're away from him, you are so easily polluted by these ideas, these thoughts, and these, like, lifestyles that you got to do what's best for you. That's the only way for you to get ahead. That's the only way for you to make it. That's the only way for you to make a difference. You got to trust God no matter what. You got to choose God no matter what. That being said, that was the worst thing ever happened to me when I was 15 years old. Out of all the horrible things I had gone through and even had yet to truly understand what was going on in my life, made me who I am, led me to the decisions that I made, led me to that path. Makes it seem so unfair. That was truly the worst thing I had ever gone through, ever. And God, only after me deciding to still choose love and not allow a polluted, tainted world to taint my heart, did he bless me with a spiritual gift. And you know what? I also want to add that we can be so carnal-minded sometimes. Sometimes we are so carnal-minded, we can't even see a blessing if it's not in the form of money or attention or so-called power here. If it do not serve us right now like I hope when I said that he he blessed me with power no one you know automatically assumed that that power was made super clear right then when he blessed me with this spiritual power he put it in my destiny so that I would one day have that he he gave me access spiritually to a whole nother side and a whole nother realm of opportunity and love and righteousness and blessings you know granted that I take the right path and continue down it and decide to be a good person and still choose him he blessed me spiritually so at the time I'm still looking like life is ending this is the worst things ever happened to me and I'll never get better It'll never get better. It'll You can never take this back. I'll never not be in this horrible, messed up mindset and position. I didn't get a brand new car. I didn't get a million dollars off the bat. I didn't get a brand new house. I didn't even get really a lot of sympathy. I still had to suffer and go through that whole entire experience of what had happened, what I allowed to happen from being disobedient to God, I still had to suffer through it like I never got nothing. I still had to be very humble. I had to go through all of that because what he had for me, it was something that was, it's a God-given gift. So when he says, this is for you, 
you know, decided to be a good person, that means granted that you are a good person. You can't just say it. He don't want mouth service. He wants you to be it. But he would never give you something if he didn't already know your heart and know that you were being honest and true. So don't ever think that God is playing tricks or games. God is not deceptive. He is not Satan. He doesn't play those kind of games with nobody. He knew your heart. He knew you was telling the truth when you decided it. And he gave you that. He knew what you was going to do before you did it. He already had it ready for you. But he still gives you the choice, the option, the opportunity to make the decision that you want to make. He knows what you're going to do. But you still got to do it. So, you know... I know it's probably a lot of confusion with that, too. Like, well, if I could have made the wrong decision, then that must mean that he not God or, you know, he's not always right. He don't always know everything. Then he does know everything. He knows everything. You know, we're flawed. We're flawed humans. God is perfect. He knows everything. So I don't want to let Satan taint this word. But I just want to say that we may not always understand what God is doing. We may not always understand the perfection and everything that he does. But one day we will if we trust him. That's why it's necessary to have trust and faith. You know, that being said, like, I can't lie and say that I didn't, you know, I was a little anxious, a little worried. You know, have a little bit of fear towards the future. After God said that to me, that every single time you make the right decision, you don't automatically get blessed with, you know, a gift for that. Your, you know, your parents growing up, if if your parents ever said this, which my parents said it all the time, you don't get a reward, no type of money or benefit from doing what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do that. Why do you, why do you, you know... Why should you get a reward for it? But sometimes they do reward you for doing the right thing. That's God. God is saying, I'm rewarding you now. Don't assume or expect it every single time. That's how you become spoiled. You're spoiled when you think that every single time you do something, you're going to get something. If you knew every single time you did something the right way or went a certain direction or did this thing, you would get something. Wouldn't you always do that? You can't manipulate God. You got to do that anyway. You got to be that anyway. He's watching all the time. He knows everything about you. And only he can judge you perfectly. So it's also important not to never let nobody else judge you. Because other people are going to feel like you don't deserve certain things. Or they're going to feel like you do deserve certain things. That's not for them to judge. That's for God to judge. God will so quickly snatch you out of position or God will so quickly put you in one. Either way it go, you know that whatever it is he did was exactly what needed to happen because he doesn't make mistakes. But if somebody else snatches you out of position or puts you in one, a man, a person, you can't automatically assume that that was the right decision no matter what. Because it's not perfect. It's not God's judgment. Only God can judge. But I do also want to add that if God allows someone to snatch you out of position or to put you in one, 
that also happened for a reason. That's still God's will. It's confusing, but not really. Not really. It's just the acknowledgement that God is always in control at all times. It's not, there's not a thing in this world that he is not in control over and of. So when God is showing me a lot of these different things about the position he placed me in right now, and I get so frustrated about a lot of the stuff I'm going through and how hurt I feel about the different things I have to suffer through every day, you know, things that feel like I'm maybe never coming out of or it feels so difficult to get away from. When God does that, I, I, I'm reminded, do the right thing, but not because you think or feel like, I know if I do the right thing, it's going to work out for me. It always kind of frustrated me a little bit or made me uneasy. I won't say it frustrated me, but it made me uneasy when people used to say, or people often say, well, you know that if all this is happening to you, then you must have a blessing on the way. Or when people would say, oh, you know that if you bless somebody that you're going to get blessed. That's the false narrative that got a lot of people not believing in God. Because how many times they bless somebody, they never got that blessing in return. How many times somebody did the right thing and they never got nothing for it. How many times somebody went through so much and things never seem, they, they, they do get better. But the things didn't get better in the way that they intended or as soon as they wanted to to happen or it seemed like things never did get better. How many times has that happened? It makes you doubt God's power. It makes you doubt who God is. God never guaranteed you a reward for anything that you go through here on this earth. He guaranteed you that he's going to love you and see you through it no matter what. You got to be okay with just that. Something that God also has shown me lately and recently is that you ought to be you ought to feel privileged and honored that you even have a God in heaven to worship. A lot of us, we feel like it's a privilege or an honor for us to show up in God's presence. It's a privilege or an honor for God to have me worshiping him. It's a privilege or an honor for me to serve God, for God to have me serving him. No, it's a privilege or an honor for you to have a God like that to serve. And we forget that. But you're a fool if you think you are something when you are nothing. You are nothing. You are just another human being on this planet just like everybody else. And sometimes that's difficult to understand. But that's why you got to feel your way through and trust God regardless. But you're going to make mistakes. You're not perfect. A lot of times you're going to fall short. Or you may fall short. And you may make those mistakes of thinking like God owes you something. But just never give up on him. Because he'll never give up on you. And matter of fact, that also makes me uneasy to say never give up on God. You probably will give up on him at one point in your life. You may give up on him. We're human. We tend to do that. God is faithful. We're unfaithful. God does, God is faithful when we're not because he cannot deny himself. We deny ourselves daily. So I don't even want to say Never give up on God. You probably will give up on him. 
life probably could make you do that. But just know he's never going to give up on you. Ever. He's always going to be there. One thing God said to me, and it was I was reminded of it last night, is he said, I'll never leave you. I was reminded of it this morning, too. He said, I'll never leave you. Out of everything that I'm going through, I expected him to acknowledge or, you know, I expected him to have something to say, do something about, you know, What I've been going through, the position I've been placed in, expecting something in return for, you know, just a sort of entitled attitude. And God is saying, you know, I'll never leave you. Meaning, I don't have to address what you're going through. I don't have to address, you know, what you feel like I need to address. I see you. I, I know what you're feeling. There's never nothing I do not see. There's never a time where I'm not with you. I'm always here. And so in a way, reassuring me that you don't demand my presence. You don't demand my acknowledgement. You don't demand my answer to anything. Trust me. No matter what it look like. So that's something I'm coming to terms with. Even though ultimately, in my heart and in my spirit and in my soul, I was just, I felt like it was the biggest blessing in the world just to hear his voice say that, though. Even though I already know it. I know God will never leave me. I probably could have thought of a million other things I probably wanted to hear from him in that moment, but that was perfect. He's always perfect. And even when I can't see it fully at the time, I know one day I will always appreciate everything that he's doing in my life right now. Everything he's ever done for me. And like, I think the goal is to become more appreciative and grateful for everything that God does and is giving you every single day. Never losing sight of that and never becoming too comfortable. Never losing losing that spirit of humility that is still trying to be as, you know, still trying to show up as your best self, never giving up on improvement because you can never stop being better no matter how good or great you are. So, honestly, I feel like, you know, I'm fighting so many different things right now that probably don't all the way fully make sense to me and it feels a little frustrating. I have to still go through it. But what I do know is that God got me no matter what. God got my back. God is here for me. He loves me. He loves you. He's here for you. He got your back no matter what. I don't want to make it all about me. You know, I say me because I want to speak for myself before anyone gets, you know, triggered or upset and feel like that's not the same thing I go through. I didn't get that. You got that. Or I don't agree with that. Or speak for yourself. Okay, so let me speak for myself then. But let me also do my best to, you know, reassure you. And be, you know, a testimony to the fact. Allow my testimony to be proof 
that God loves you too. And he accepts you too. And no matter who you are, where you are, he's always there for you. He will never not love you. He will never not care for you. He will never not be there for you. So, you know, what was it that, you know, Wayne didn't necessarily agree with, which disconnected us a little bit? Because it feels like, okay, that's true. No, I agree with that. But there's this big portion that he just necessarily doesn't agree with. I felt that it was loyalty. And so, to be quite honest, that also goes with loyalty to God. It's never okay to be disloyal to God for any reason. It's never okay to switch up on him or ever choose anything over him, no matter what you have to go through or what you face or what you deal with, no matter what. No matter what seemed like a better option, no matter what it feel like you got in return, no matter what, it's never worth it more than God. And you might be like, but I've been felt like this before I ever did anything, before I ever got anything, before I ever went down any path or any road. Still, no excuse for that. Never will be. No matter what. So I think that this word is that, you know. This word is pretty much God don't owe you anything. God don't really owe you nothing for you to feel like, but I know why I did it and I know why I chose this route or I had to do what's best for me. No, doing what's best for you is always going to be God no matter what you think or how you feel. That's forever because the blind cannot lead the blind. And you cannot be your own God. You're just not equipped to do it. There's always going to be a time where you're going to need him no matter what you say or think. No matter what you feel like. Who you got vouching for you or who agrees with it, no matter what. It's, you're always going to need him. Well, maybe not always in your mind. But you're always going to need him. And there's going to come a time where you truly need him. He will never not be there for you. So anytime you feel like God is not available to you, it's not because he's not available. It's because you're not making yourself available. So make yourself available to God because he loves you. and He's always there for you. and He's waiting on you. And I don't think that it's a coincidence nor a mistake that Wayne showed up in my vision. You know, I feel that I notice a lot of off things. And honestly, that, that may be the spirit of wisdom and discernment that God gave me. Matter of fact, a few of the off things that I felt like I noticed was, as I said, if you see everything that I see and you understand where I'm at mentally, then you understood that I did not mean to overlook you or dish you in any way. Remaining loyal to what it was I I was remaining loyal to. But you expected me to be disloyal. And I feel that you knew that if I started to be disloyal now, or if I ever decided that disloyalty was okay, that would trickle down and eventually affect my faith in God. So you may be encouraging for me to switch up on God. You may be encouraging for me to bow down to Satan. Because if you're not with God, you with Satan. I don't care how you see it. 
It's simple as that. So, I realized that. That's also something I noticed about Kodak. Kodak is a really cool person. I feel like a lot of times, you know, it feels like he's he's for me what some people cannot be for me. A lot of times. Or are not for me. I won't say cannot be for me, but are not for me. But he can never take God's place, obviously. But not that he's trying to. That being said, I noticed that Kodak don't rock with God like that. Not necessarily. I don't want to speak for him, but it feels like he's sort of doesn't agree and doesn't really want to bow down to God or submit to God. He don't necessarily want to, you know, choose that route or go that way. He feel like he don't agree with that. He don't agree with everything that I agree with pertaining to God, you know? But... You know, regardless, I still do. I still choose God. And I oftentimes find myself trying to understand. A few times I find myself trying to understand a rock with Kodak regardless because I felt like I could still be whatever it is that you feel like I'm beneficial for because, you know, if you feel like I'm supportive, if you feel like I am, you know, helpful in any way, I can still be helpful and supportive to you, you know, to a certain extent. Not when it, you know, requires being disloyal to God, but to a certain extent, I can still be helpful and supportive to you. That's the point. God teaches you love and acceptance no matter who it is or what they choose because you never know how your loyalty and your faithfulness to God can be the difference in changing somebody's life and showing them who God is, being a light in their life and, you know, helping them, you know? God can penetrate any heart no matter who or what, but God was saying to me, and I have to be quite honest, that Make sure he worked it. That's what God said to me when I was wanting to, you know, support Kodak. He was saying, make sure he's worked it. And I would check and I would be like, he ain't. He ain't because he don't, he, he's not, he's my, he might not necessarily even be willing to change or ever see, see it that way. So he ain't worth it. And so I cooled on that. But I still was willing to be, you know, helpful in whatever way possible. Because, you know, the Bible says do not be unequally yoked. And he means it. God means it. That's the truth. Do not be unequally yoked. Do not rock with people who do not rock with him. Do not hang around people or come out from underneath people who do not choose God, who have made it clear that they are never going to choose him or are not in support of him. But God still supports you helping where you can't help. And doing what you can do for whoever. Accepting and loving people no matter what it is that they do. That's what you got to do. That's who you got to be in God. So I'm not being disloyal to God nor am I disrespecting him by 
being my natural loving self to whoever comes across my path, regardless of what they choose. I just have to be careful when I'm allowing them to put anything into my mind to ever make me feel that God is not who he is or to ever be disloyal to him. So maybe that was the whole point. The whole point was, you know, that that's that's probably what it was that I I did wrong. I'm sitting here thinking like, what did I do wrong? Where did I go wrong? How was I wrong? I did everything I was supposed to do in you, God. I told you no matter what, I stay loyal to you. I'm, you know, just following the path that I can. I know I'm wrong in so many areas, but I wasn't wrong for that. That what I wasn't wrong for. And God is saying, you know, you know, some people just, they don't want to hear it. They don't, they don't want to hear about God. They don't choose him, and that's that. <laughs> Excuse me. So, I was questioning, like, you know, am I wrong for not doing, you know, what's best for me, like they said, and just, you know, st- stopping the suffering in order to somehow get in a better situation, seemingly better situation, and... No, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm probably still going to have to suffer, you know, maybe even more. Who knows how long? But it's always going to be worth it for God. And even though the the main people that I fight so hard for and God's telling me to, you know, look look out for and protect and help and choose no matter what they're doing are the same individuals that are switching up on me and leaving me hanging still, you know, I'm going to trust God on what he said, regardless of what it looks like. Because I did also notice that they were very dark. They were shadows. I was walking towards them and I recognized them, but they were shadows. And I also noticed that they were very influenced by someone. And they were actually mocking me and God. They were, I don't want to say me and God. They were mocking God in a way they were saying, like, I'm controlling you. Look, come to me. It's okay. I'll, you know, I'll be your God. You worshiping me. I'm your God. I'm God to you. That is not God. This is not God that you're worshiping. You are not doing what you think you are doing. You are not who you think you are. God is not who you think he is in a way. And I have to remain true to who I am and what I know. No, I have to remain I have to remain true to God. That's what it is. I have to remain loyal to God in order to see past all of that. Because clearly you got a hold or a control on me by manipulating different things and aspects around me, like the people that I love and standing in the way of my faith, being a obstacle, you know, on my path to getting closer and stronger in God. And somehow you think because you're standing in the way of him. That you have become him. He's still right behind you. That's where I'm headed. You're just in the way. If you're walking down the street. 
going towards a certain destination or a location and somebody stands right in the middle of your your path were you on your way to meet them or were you on your way to your location regardless they were just along the path now what would that look like if you were walking somewhere and I stepped in your way and I said you was coming to meet me the whole time that was your plan I'm who you was looking for this is what this is what you was headed towards the whole time. It's like, how are you going to change my path and my direction I was already headed on just because you stepped in the way? How are you going to try and make it seem like you was the destination when the destination is still behind you? Which means after you stop becoming an obstacle, whenever you get out the way, I'm going to continue on my path and my journey that's still ahead of me. What do you think this is? That kind of frustrates me, but I can't let it. Because they're trying to get a reaction out of me now that they can't get the reaction that they were looking or hoping for, which is for me to switch up on God. So, you know, ultimately it comes down to the spirit of wisdom and discernment and trusting God no matter what it looks like. You have to just be led and guided by him no matter what it looks like because it's going to look like a whole bunch of different things. It's going to feel like a whole bunch of different things. And one thing that God has also shown me is that he's placed me in a position so far and ahead and above almost everybody, if not everybody, that even the people that I feel that I could stand to learn something from, even the people that it feels like they got it all figured out or the people that feel that it feels like, you know, they should be more than you or they should know more than you or they should you know, spiritually be more sound or more established than you are, you know, are not, you know, can stand to learn something from you or is missing something that you have in God. And he's been exposing that on so many different levels, so many different times. He's done that with Wayne. And the thing about Wayne is that I felt like he's been there the whole time, kind of like, subtly mellow and I can't necessarily say that I beef with Wayne because I think his stance on it is I'm not going to I'm not going to go out of my way to turn you away from God but I still feel the way I feel and I am who I am or whatever. I don't know. But I don't know. People are who they are. But, you know, I feel that God was exposing a few different things. Like how when I approached his mother and she was like, have a good day. Goodbye. You know, and kind of like dismissed me. I was just like, you know, all right, well, you know, see you. And I was not disrespectful. I wasn't condescending or anything. It was, I was kind, you know. She still was surprised and taken aback. Like, oh? And I'm just like, yeah, for God, yeah. It's not slight a slight or a disrespect to you, though. You know? I'm just choosing him. And it's amazing. No disrespect to her. 
how sometimes that can be seen as disrespectful to people. Because you choose God. Or because you are okay with whatever outcome or circumstances that they, they decide to put you in. Because you choose God. I would never see that as disrespectful. I never intended it to be. And I think intent is the most important thing. You know? Intent is always most important. It's like, what were you intending to do? Just stay loyal to your belief and loyal to your faith in God? Then you're good. You weren't wrong. You can never be wrong doing it. But... Some people just see it differently. And then, like, I also noticed how after that, you know, they, it felt that they were so off-put that they felt that I disrespected them in a way. And so they felt like I needed to, you know, answer for that in a way. Or, like, it seemed like after that they, like, Okay, so now you just mess it up for yourself. Now you don't, do you know what this is? Do you know what you just did? Do you know how, that's such and such. And it's like, that's also something I recognize this mother, you know, her like bigging up his name. You know, yes, he's little Wayne. Yeah, he, he made it to the heights he made it to. You know, it feels like he acknowledges God. Saying that God saved his life, you know, when he almost killed himself. It's only because of God here today, in a way. Sort of, kind of. Because it feels like he even, he get a police officer more credit than he give God. But regardless, you know, that's that seems like that's reflective of personality, bigging up his name. Like, that's Wayne. This is Wayne, you know? And it's like, I can't lie and say that I'm not, you know, I wasn't a little, you know, affected by the fact that it was Wayne too, you know? If it were a regular person, would I have cared to say the name or cared as much as, you know, the encounter as much? Even though, honestly, I don't like, I don't let these things play tricks on my mind. I know I stayed true to who I was. I know I did. It's the it's the mind games where it's like now it's manipulating your mind, making you feel like, did I switch up on God? Did I doubt him? Did I do this? And even if I did, I still didn't ultimately give up on him. And that's all that matters. But regardless of anything, though, you know, then after that, you know, then they just like, you know, they use Kodak to say like, yeah, and this is how I felt about you. And I believe this about you. And you're this person, all this stuff. And it's like, like that changes something for me. I don't think, I don't know if you've been here the whole time. I don't know if you've seen it. You know, whatever decision or outcome or conclusion you came to in your own opinion. But I don't know if you saw what happened. When it came down to it, nobody was there for me. When it came down to it, I didn't have nobody but God. And if it wasn't for God, I would be it. I would be dead. I would be gone. That's a fact. So... If God is validating who I am, why would I ever need that validation from anybody else? But I'm human. I cannot say that sometimes the idea of being accepted 
does not, I don't sometimes want that in order to feel a little better. But I've learned to not really need that or care for that. I have the acceptance and validation of God. I'm going to always be okay. Even though I still got to figure this stuff out. I just got to stay true to who I am and know who I am no matter what it is that people say or think. And people are always laughing at me. They're always laughing. But what is the joke? It's the joke that, you know, I choose God. That's a joke. God will not be mocked. Be not deceived, for God is not mocked. For whatever you reap, you shall sow. And that's a fact. And that's all I just wanted to be clear about. But also, I just want to, you know, also, I want to be kind and I want to be transformed. And I, I want to not react. I want to not put myself in places or positions or situations that provoke reactions or instigate or stir up the wrong type of reactions or, you know, feelings. So that I am responsible for that. That's something that God has made very clear. You know, you are responsible for, you know, the way that you carry yourself. As long as you are obedient to me, as long as you are you are following my guidance, you won't be placed in these situations, but you have to always be working to be better so that you never find yourself in these situations. They don't ever find you. So that's something I'm still working on in the process of. And I also wanted to add that it felt like they came at a questionable time where right now, you know, I am... Though I'm still choosing God, I'm still with God, I'm battling different things on so many different levels. And it felt like, you know, almost manipulative in a way. Like we know you are battling different things and maybe a little bit doubtful or maybe considering certain things, maybe seemingly gravitating in different different areas or down different paths. And... I feel like the timing was just manipulative. Like, if we come now, you're not as confident in God as you otherwise would be. So it's a good time to show up. But I also need to add that I should never feel as if I'm not my most confident in God or always my most confident in God. So that I don't want to put on their name, really. But I do feel like that was something I I realized, recognized. God was being clear from the jump. No. No. Because it's a big part of who you are that makes you who you are. This individual do not agree with. This is what got you to this point. In order for you to allow this to get you to this point and then completely forget about it would be wrong. And I think this has a lot to do with the post I keep seeing. It's like, do not... Forget about God when you get what you pray for. Don't switch up on God after he got you to where you at. That will never end up well. I love that I'm loyal. But I love that my loyalty shines through the most when it comes to my faith in God. Like, I'm a loyal individual. It's a quality that I have. But I will never be as loyal to anybody on this planet that I will be to God. That's a fact, you know, 
that's I think I'm just built like that. But also he's preparing me in that way. So I cannot take the credit. It's just God's power. He's placing this inside of me. You know, it's all him. But that being said, though, you know, after that, the people that I was fighting so hard for switched up on me and kicked me to the curb. And I'm sitting there like, I know I'm going to be all right, but like, what is it? What is going on? As if I don't already know. It's God. But the second they kicked me to the curb and I kept it pushing, I think that they realized like, they don't have the power that they think that they have. I think that they realize that daily. As long as God is in my life, they never will. And so it's always this ploy in this intention to pull me away from him or to somehow manipulate me out of God's arms so that they can have their way with me. But you wouldn't even want me if I wasn't who I was to God. You wouldn't want anything to do with me if God didn't make me who I am. Without the things that the power that God has placed in me, without being a vessel of God, I'm nothing to you. And that's something I will never forget as well. So that's also something that I considered like I noticed that, you know, a lot of these individuals weren't there for me when I was in a position and I was in a position being left for dead and nobody would help me. A lot of these individuals, they wouldn't even be there for me. They wouldn't show up for me. They wouldn't do nothing for me. They didn't care. They was going to leave me to die. And if I be dead right now, they wouldn't even be thinking about me. But now they're showing up at the God has placed me in this position, is bringing me up and is, you know, building me up to be who I one day will be. Now people are showing up and wanting to, you know, be associated with me. But not with God. That's not going to work. That would never work. But, you know, I'm also very confident in the fact that, you know, they're going to feel like nobody needs you. Nobody care. If anything, you need us. Or if anything, you, you need to be out the situation you in. Or you are not, you know, such and such. Or you're not where you need to be. Or this is not working out for you. Or you don't have this. Or you don't have that. Or, you know, you are not nobody to us or whatever. And it's like, that's always going to be okay with me. Oh. As well, as long as I am somebody to God, you know, I need God, man. I understand a lot of people do not care or take this stuff seriously, but I need God. He don't need me. I need him. I can't do this without him. And it's never been more clear than how as clear as it is right now and lately. So I don't think I would ever switch up on God for anybody. And if I'm ever weak, unsuspecting, or manipulated into it. I pray that God keeps me. No matter what. Up until this point, he has been. I trust him. I just have to have faith and confidence that he will. I never need to doubt him, ever. And so that brings me to my next point. Not doubting him means not doubting the mission he has me on. Not doubting God means not doubting different individuals that he's told me to stick stick with stay true to and fight for so no matter who they show up to be no matter how they kick me to the curb no matter what they allow me to go through and no matter how disloyal or fault that they tend to be fighting for them regardless of what it looked like because God see the bigger the bigger picture God see the whole picture God see what I cannot see it looked like 
it ain't no reason to fight for these people. It look like they'll never do the same for me. It look like they'll leave me for dead and they it's not worth it. And I look like a fool. But God see the whole picture. And for me, what I've picked up on thus far, it makes me feel like what God is seeing is that they're manipulated by Satan. They do not even have control over their own actions or mind. Because they're vulnerable to Satan's deception and attacks. And because they're not choosing God, that's what they're choosing. They're not protected by God because they're not choosing God. They're still feeling as if they know what they're doing. They're choosing for their, for themselves and they don't need God. And so they're vulnerable. This is why God is telling me to stick by them regardless. Because he wants me to help them to see that as long as they're not with him, they are vulnerable. They're going to laugh and think it's funny because Satan is such a good liar. He got them thinking that they are good when they are not. If you are not good with God, you ain't never going to be good. But I'm not here to judge you or make you feel like I'm better than you or anything. I'm just, you know, doing everything in my, my power to be the best person I can be in God. Like, I know I make mistakes. And I know sometimes it's like when you're looking at me and you see how I have to figure things out and feel my way through, that I'm just wrong. Or maybe I'm just lost. Or maybe I'm just, you know, a fool making all the wrong mistakes and, you know, losing. But... You know, that's okay. Because as long as I got God, it don't matter what it look like. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be all right. Whatever, whatever outcome. Whatever the outcome. I pray everybody is all right. I don't wish bad on nobody. I still want everybody to win. I still hope everybody's okay. And... I pray that everybody ends up on top, you know, soul saved, protected by God, made complete and whole with peace and joy and love and everything they ever wanted in life. I really do. You know, of course, if that's what God wants them to have, not everything they wanted in life that necess- that God wouldn't necessarily approve of, you know, but I hope they're happy and made complete. I want that for everybody. I really do, regardless of what people think of me. I got to continue on this journey and keep fighting for God and keep doing what I know is, you know, necessary. Despite what it looked like. It's amazing. But God is intentional. God is very intentional. I cannot doubt him. And oh, that's one more thing that God was making very clear. It's, it's very important to remember at all times that you do not need to lose faith or doubt me in any way. Hold on to me with everything that you have and never lose sight of who I am and no matter what situation or environment you are in. One thing that I feel that I've picked up on, though, is around so-called family and friends that claim to love me. And support me and I've grown up with my whole life. Excuse me. These individuals 
I have to hold on to God, my hardest and my closest, and fight the hardest for him. I have to be, you know, so locked in with God. I have to use my my almost all the strength and might and fight my hardest to be locked in with God, with the people who claim to love me the most. It's individuals outside of my family. It's individuals who are out in this world. It's people that are strangers to me that I don't feel as unsafe and unprotected around. I'm always safe and protected in God, but I don't feel that my my safety and my, and my protection in God is threatened as much as I do with the people who claim to have loved me my whole life. And that's a big, 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 big red flag right now. But you know, I am safe and protected in God. No matter what happens or where I go, what I do, I just got to never forget that. So I also had another vision I want, I want to mention. I woke up in this bed. And when I was in this bed, I look over and I see feet. And it's like a couple. And they are so in love. Or they are just so into each other, you know. And I look up and I see it's my aunt and her husband. And I am reminded that, you know, my whole life, they have been inseparable. My whole life, they've been inseparable through thick and through thin. Even if they break apart, they always get back together. They stay together. They are like meant for each other or something. Even though it's like so many highs and lows they've gone through. So many different things people have said about them. So many different things they had to go through, you know, together. And so many people praying and wishing bad on their relationship. They still together to this day. And they are one of the only couples on both sides of my family that I've seen like that. Well, not one of the only couples, like, but they're like, I've always seen that example of their love my whole life. No matter how bad it's been for them, they haven't always been rich or had money and they went through their struggles, but they stay together and they still together to this day. And I love to see stuff like that. I just hate that it can't be, you know, as, you know, problem free as I would have dreamed it to be, you know, without the problems and without all the people around them praying on their downfall and you know, so surprised they still together. That shouldn't be that surprising. It shouldn't be such a surprise. But when you see nobody else really around doing it, you know, people hate on them. But they don't care. They still be together. So many times people try to break them up and try to make my aunt feel like she is dumb for still sticking with certain people or he's dumb for still, you know, still sticking with her. They still together. I don't say I want to say I wouldn't necessarily be like them because that's idolatry, but I just want to say that I noticed it. They was there. And I saw them and I was just like, they are still so into each other after all these years. They will never not be into each other. It's like natural attraction. I think that's beautiful, honestly. You know? I just want to laugh with like just joy, you know, in my heart. But You know, I know all the rumors, it don't matter. Because I don't know. 
You know, growing up, I was always young seeing their relationship, but I did see it. Then my dad was there. And I saw him, and it, it felt like this vibe, like, you know, of still being, like, tortured by my family. And so I tried to go back to sleep, but then I got woke back up. And when I got woke back up, I stood up, and immediately in my mind, I'm thinking, what am I doing around them? They don't rock with me. They don't want me around them. They don't mess with me like that. What is this? And it was like, it was just like, hey, we your family. And I'm like, oh, hey, everybody. And that was just the most normal portion of the entire thing. And so the entire, like, encounter. And so then... I was thinking like, okay, so what is it? Is it y'all still all attacking me and doing everything in our power to destroy and kill me and take me down and never see me win and pull me away from God? Or are we a family now and I can be comfortable around y'all? And so I was like, okay, so we good. Let me be comfortable. And God was like, oh, not so quick. You can't trust them still. You still can't trust them. And so... It was like, a, you know, I still have to keep my guard up. So what am I here for? If you had to keep your guard up around family, what you around them for? What am I here for? But at the same time, keeping in mind, I'm still fighting for them, you know? So I'm still trying to see what it's about. And so they just looked at me like, oh, well, it's good to see you. And I'm like, you know... I don't buy that mess. Every time I even think about coming to see y'all, y'all do not want to see me. So what you want to see me for now? But at the same time, I'm going to do the best I can to keep a good attitude. And, you know, have my, be my most transformed self and my most, you know, Christ-like self. And still love and accept y'all and and deal with y'all regardless and remain unaffected. And do not let y'all affect my relationship with God because that's y'all constantly attacking it and always looking for an opening or a weak spot in my faith so y'all can tear it down. But I'm going to still be my best self, you know, and keep fighting through it. All I know is my brother, he... He just, he taps on me. And then he starts shaking me so hard. And he's like, snap out of it. Snap out of it. And I was like, this is me. So it is a very evident you know, just realization and vision of what God already told me what was going to happen five years ago. Five years ago, God said, do you see, do you ever see your family as ever being able to see you as that individual? 
And I had to be honest because I didn't even want to admit it to myself, but I had to be honest and say no. I could never see them as accepting me or really seeing me in that way. And so I show up as this transformed version of myself, not even fully made complete. And he's shaking me like something is wrong with me. Like, hey, come back, come back. Where? Snap out of it. And I'm like, I'm all right. You know, where you been? What's wrong with you? It's almost as if this ain't been you the whole time. It's almost as if you haven't been doing what you've been doing to try and tear down my faith and attack me and leave me for dead. I would think that none of that ever happened the way you shaking me like I'm the crazy one. And they wanted that to make me, they wanted that to sow, you know, confusion or doubt in my heart about God and what he's doing in my life. They wanted me to be like, hold on. Wait. So it's okay to come out now? It's okay to go back to who I was? It's okay to be, you know, normal again? As if this is an act. As if I am pretending. Nobody wants to believe me. That's what's so crazy about it all. After everything we've gone through, after everything they put me through, and after everything I'm still fighting for, everything I work so hard to do, and after everything I'm being put through, they still don't want to believe me. They still don't want to believe this is what this is. Things will never be the same after what happened. Things are changed forever. I thought we all realized that. I thought we all knew that. Things will never be what they was. Y'all are my worst enemies. And I never knew it. But we're not going back to that, you know? And I love how in the process of God building me up and bringing me to this position, he's placed people and things around me that are ensuring that they never get the opportunity to tear that down or get in the way of that again. Like people start standing in the way of them now and keeping me on point. When I start to try and forget who I am, they are helping me and fighting with me and fighting for me and making sure I never forget who God is. These are real friends. And it's most likely real love you know, whether I admit it or not, because I don't know. Sometimes I question them too. You know, it seems like they even trying to tear down my faith in other way in ways. Somehow trying to pollute or distort my ultimate goal of who I will be as if they don't want it to be that either. But it's just nobody as bad as my family is. And it might sound like, no, you just see it that way because you switched up on everybody. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. I see it now. Nah, this changed my whole perspective on people. I feel like change up on everybody now. I see it so different. Like that's how that's how serious it is. After what they did, now I had to question everybody who I ever felt like you ain't never supposed to switch up on the people you came up with though. Now I see it so differently. 
they shed new light on that. I see it from a different perspective. But it's fine because God is protecting me. These people, they got my back in a way where they was there supporting me and having my back. But also, God ain't letting me go. When it comes down to it, whoever switch up on me in this world, whoever not there for me, whoever decide to be an enemy to me or to be an opposition or to be another obstacle, God is going to help me get over it and through it no matter what I got to go through, no matter what's happening around me. So I can always stay confident in that fact. I have to watch my back from all angles. But God is watching my back. He's there with me. I don't have to watch it. God's watching it. So I noticed that. But, you know, I saw my family and they laughed in my face. They sat there and they laughed in my face and made fun of me. Like, yeah, we doing you like that. Yeah, so we don't care. It's funny. You know, we'll do it again and again and again. And what you gonna do about it? And so what? And if you wanna if you wanna fight, we can fight. And we you know, just no remorse and no regard for my life at all. And they will do this right dead to my face. And you know what it was? A room full of men. Supposed to be grown men. And my family doing me like that. This is very, very interesting. But you know what? This is God showing his power in a way that no one could ever deny. He's transforming me and he's allowing them to expose themselves. Still, I still do my best not to say a bad thing about them. I pray that they be brought to a better place with God, too. I don't want to judge them or make them feel like I feel better than them. Or, you know, I don't want to rule them out as making it, too. I still want to see them make it. I still want to see them be well. I want to see... You know, everybody made complete in God. I want to see everybody good and okay and make it. I still want that for them, regardless of what they do for me or to me. Regardless of how they try and tear me down and the heinous, wicked things that they intend for me and, and have, you know, wanted in their heart. But as I stood in front of them, I fought, I had to fight. And I noticed that God has given me a power to, as long as I'm focused on him and doing what I'm supposed to do, never allow them to hurt me or do or get away with certain things ever again, ever again, as long as I'm focused on God. So I just got to practice that. You know, never losing sight of who God is, no matter what. But it's amazing how they could sit in my face and mock me and treat me the way that they treat me and call themselves family. Because they really sat up there and said, we your family. But y'all acting like enemies. It's like Satan got y'all the worst. 
like I, I feel like it's my fault because God used to always say to me, when Satan can't get to you, the first people he go to is your family. So make sure you praying for them and staying prayed up about them and for them all the time as much as possible. Never stop praying for them. Pray for them as much as you can so they can be spiritually protected. Because when Satan after you, he going to get to them if he can't get to you. And it's right, it's manifesting right before my eyes. Satan is truly using them. The stuff that they laugh about and they have no remorse for. It's sick. It's wicked. It's satanic. It's demonic. And I'm like, this my family? But everything happens for a reason, you know. It was different people there supporting me, you know, even though they might have somewhat agreed or thought some of this stuff was funny, too. I noticed that certain people who were standing behind me and defending me and on my side was laughing with them. And, you know, for that, I just had to, like, I had to stay focused and remain true to what I believe in because, man, people were really laughing in your face. You know, not that I should care, but it's just, like, it's it's interesting to see. It's interesting to see because you know what you know. And you're just like, really? But you shouldn't have to ask. You already knew who they was. It's your fault if you forget. But. I was there and it felt like it was no point in me being there, you know, but I never say it's no point in anything because I felt like God was like, don't say that. Don't keep saying it's no point. It's a point. So I was like, you know, well, let me appreciate what I can while I'm here, which is something I'm still working on because I still was allowing certain things to affect me when I shouldn't have. If I had decided that I was going to appreciate it for what it was while I was there, then it should have been that, and I shouldn't have allowed certain things to go further than they did. I didn't really, but I still have to take responsibility for what I'm allowing. So that's the that's the progress that still has to be made. But, you know, I stood... In there, and I just looked at them, and it's like, we just gonna stare at each other. And I tried to, you know, conversate with them or even connect with them. They didn't want nothing to do with me. And so I was just like, or they don't want nothing to do with me unless they can have their way with me and treat me any kind of way and tear me down and, you know, somehow try and destroy all that I worked so hard to build up in God. So if they can't do that, it seems pointless to be around them. But it's not pointless. God still brought me there anyways, regardless of what he knew that they were going to do and how they were going to behave. So I would would say that it's still good to see my family for what it's worth. Because how can you say it's good to see people who don't want to see you and it ain't no point in seeing you? I know what you look like. What is we staring at each other for? You know, 
if of course we don't really have no reason to be in the same environment you don't rock with me you know but I don't want to keep thinking stuff like that you know like I said God put me there anyways for a reason knowing that a lot of times I'm not even around them so even though I always am spiritually you know but still he placed me there regardless so I got to take responsibility for my mistakes, but I also do not have to allow people to keep somehow keep me chained to my mistakes. They're mistakes that I made. Okay. I'm transforming now. That's my past self. I'm doing things better now. I am learning from my mistakes and I'm growing and becoming a better person. You don't want to support that. What is your excuse for that? You want to bring up my mistakes and things that I did wrong in my past. Okay. And after that, what's your excuse for not supporting my growth moving forward and trying to be better and make, and not even make up for what I did, but just be a better person so that things like that never happen again? What is your excuse for that? No excuse. You just want to keep making fun of my past mistakes? Okay. So, you know, what's the point? What is the point? But as I said... It's always a point if God says it's one. So I stepped out on the porch just to get, you know, a better look, I guess, or view of the environment I was in. And what I saw was a couple more family members. But they start disappearing before my very eyes before I can even acknowledge them. As if they couldn't even look me in my eyes, as if they couldn't even see me that way. I don't know if it was intimidating or triggering or if they was faced and had to deal with the guilt of all that they did to try and tear me down and keep me from succeeding and prospering in life. I can't believe that. But God is very amazing. He works in mysterious, wonderful ways, and he never makes a mistake. But I also heard something last night. What they said was, see, that's what I'm saying. Don't nobody really want nothing to happen to her for real. And I don't, I was, I caught myself wondering what that meant, what they meant by that. Like, are they saying, don't nobody really want nothing to happen to her for real? Like, you don't know, you don't really want nothing to happen to her for real because what's going to happen after something happened to her? Or is they saying, no, don't nobody want nothing to really happen to her for real? Like, you know, it seemed like everybody playing games. Why won't you let me do something to her? If we really wanted to do something to her, we can get something done. In a way. So I didn't know which one it was. You know, I never can tell. But maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe I got people behind the scenes that feel like, yeah, nothing better not happen to her. I know God feel that way. And then maybe on the other hand, I got individuals that's like, if I ever get the opportunity... To make sure something happens to you, it's going to happen if it's up to me. 
But that is the journey. That's what I've been dealing with. And you know what? I'm okay. God got me. I never need nobody as long as I got God. Ever. But I'm still blessed with whoever God gives me. And I pray that people are able to see clearly, come out of their mindsets and whatever demonic strongholds they have on their minds and their hearts and their souls. Excuse me, that's keeping them from loving their brother and sister and wanting to see them succeed. Because they ain't doing nothing but hindering or stopping they self from growing. And I want them to win, still, no matter what they do to me. I still want that, for real. I wouldn't be fighting this hard in this direction if I didn't. It's always an opportunity to give up every single day, and I still keep going. People going to feel the way they feel about you, but only God knows your heart, your intentions, and the why you really do things. So, trust that, you know? People always looking at me surprised, too, like, huh? That's not affecting you? You don't... You don't feel some kind of way. You're not offended. And it's like, I've had to learn not to be. Everybody do the same thing. So either I can become like you, or I can learn to overcome everything that anybody would do to me. So, God's giving me the power to do that. And it's still so much progress to be made, you know, but I do feel like it's necessary to talk about these things, you know, for anybody who may find themselves on this path facing similar things. I hope that my testimony can be motivational or inspirational in any way. I really pray. So. You know, it scared me that my brother reacted like that. Shaking me like, wake up, wake up. You know, snap out of it. He almost seemed a little scared to see me like that. But God said that would happen. He said they are going to be afraid of your growth. They're going to be afraid to see you the way that I know you'll be. They're going to be afraid of your transformation. You're going to be so unrecognizable that it makes them uncomfortable. But it doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter, but it's okay. It's not going to stop this transformation, though. It's not going to stop this progress. Nobody can change that. Nobody can stop that. Nobody can, you know, change what God has done. Nobody can stop what God is doing. No one can stop my destiny like God has said, you know, and it's coming to pass. And that's just what it is. That's just where I'm at. So I'm about to go back to what I was doing, praying. Worshiping, being in the presence of God, being in the spirit of God. And I hope this message finds whoever will.